good to see all of you out this morning. Glad you're here with us. I feel like I need to move over here somewhere because the side is empty. <laughs> it seems kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, we're glad that you're here. This has been a crazy week for me. I had a lot going on. I had a funeral that I spoke yesterday. and um, Marissa will tell you, I, I struggled a little bit to get this lesson done. Um, but this lesson is a little bit more difficult in some ways. And some of the lessons that we've had this month have been challenging. And I think uh, next week's is going to be challenging as well. But we've been studying the Great Commission as it is given in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. Verses that are familiar to us, especially if uh, you've been uh, in this series. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And for those of you visiting, what we've been doing is breaking this down into different lessons. And the first lesson that we had was on verse 18. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And the second lesson was on going. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Today's lesson is on the first part of chapter 20. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Part of the commission given to Jesus' apostles and all disciples is that we teach all things commanded. What has been commanded? Why is it important to observe these things? Was this command given only for the apostles or does it include all Christians? Those are some questions that might be raised. Our lesson objectives for this morning are to learn the importance of teaching in the life of a Christian. All of us are teachers in some way. Well, Kirk mentioned it's difficult to preach, but all of us teach something. And it's important to know what we're teaching. And our other objective is to better understand what things Jesus is commissioning us to teach. Those things are very important for us as Christians. For this lesson, I want to divide this up into who the command is given to. In context, we understand that Jesus was speaking these words first to the apostles. It is addressed to the eleven disciples, minus Judas, of course. So, we'll look at the way that the apostles were commissioned. This is the apostles' commission. And if you have a bulletin that has the sermon outline in it, you can follow that along with that as we go through the lesson. But going back to Matthew 28 and verse 16 just to get the context of what we're speaking of in the Great Commission. Verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some doubted. 
And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Now it's disputed as to whether this is only addressing the 11 disciples that Jesus was speaking to or does it also address us too. And we'll get into that part of it in a moment. But what I want us to focus in on for uh, this portion of the lesson is the commission as it is given to the apostles. The giving of this commission had been foretold. Jesus was going to give them a certain authority to teach and to preach the gospel. Going back to Matthew 16, verses 13 through 19. Matthew 16, beginning with verse 13. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock, the rock of what he had just said, the rock of his confession, on this rock I will build my church. The gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. There's dispute at that last verse, verse 19, as to whether Jesus is speaking to the disciples or to Peter alone. But either way, he speaks to the rest of the apostles also in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18 where it is repeated. But we see that Jesus was going to give the apostles authority to teach. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth, whatever you teach on earth, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We understand their teachings from the letters that were written, the things that are recorded in the New Testament, and those are the things that we follow. Had it not been for the apostles carrying that message on after Jesus' death, we wouldn't have the gospel in its entirety. But certainly they were given authority to teach and to preach. And part of this came along after Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and His ascension. These apostles would be given authority to bind and loose following Jesus' ascension. 
Jesus in Matthew 28 is giving the apostles the authority to bind and loose, teaching all disciples what he had previously taught them. But then the question comes, what things had the apostles been taught to observe? What is Jesus referring to in Matthew 28 in verse 20 when he says to teach? To teach those things that I have commanded you. What, he, what had he commanded them? We understand from the Gospels and from the letters exactly what Jesus had taught them. He had taught them to observe the laws of life. That some understanding of, of God's will is deeper than the letter of the law. That's something that the Pharisees had a lot of, of trouble understanding. Their, their mindset was on keeping the law, making sure that everything was done just as the law had stated. But some things go deeper than the letter of the law. Go back to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. We understand that murder and adultery begin with hatred and lust, respectively. They begin in the heart. Even if you keep the letter of the law, what's in the heart may not be right. He taught them that loving God and loving our neighbor, those are the greatest commands that can be given on which all others are hinged. As we find in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 40, Mark 12, 29 through 31. In John 13, 34, we read, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another so many during that time had missed out on the meaning of love and what's within the heart we see the teachings of such sermons as the Sermon on the Mount. We have the Beatitudes that we read of. Loving our enemies. Storing up treasure in heaven rather than on earth. Not worrying too much about our lives when God provides the blessing. Seeking God in all things. The messages of the parables. Forgiveness. The spreading of the gospel, the preparation for eternity, those things were so important. We see baptism and the institution of the Lord's Supper and those things the apostles taught and were to teach. And might there be other things that, that may not be recorded for us in Scripture? Matthew 10. Verse 27, Jesus said to them, Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. 
And what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. I'm sure there are things that that they may have heard Jesus say that, that we don't have recorded. But we have everything that we need. We understand the commission as it is given to the apostles that they were to teach all. They were to teach. They were to teach people how to observe those things that they had been commanded before. So, yes, the commission is given to the apostles. As we read in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, we know that Jesus is speaking to the eleven, and He is commissioning them to go into all the world, to teach the gospel, to, to preach it to, to every creature, to every person. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Those things were commissioned to the apostles. But how does this commission apply to us today? Now, within the churches of Christ, we, we often refer to this as, as the commission for all Christians, and rightly so, because we are all commissioned to do these things. Even though Jesus was speaking directly to the apostles, He speaks indirectly to us as well. So let's look for the rest of our time at the commission of all Christians. Apostles were not the only ministers and proclaimers of the gospel. Notice what is said in Acts chapter 8, verses 1 and 4. Acts chapter 8, verse 1. At that time a great persecution arose against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. Now notice what is said in particularly in verse 4. Therefore, those who were scattered and went everywhere preaching the word. Those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. That's not talking about the apostles, is it? There were other Christians that went about, that were scattered abroad, and they proclaimed the gospel message. The apostles were also not the only ones given responsibilities in the kingdom. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, Ephesians 4, and beginning with verse 11, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. For the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The apostles were given a very important place in being commissioned as they were to proclaim the gospel to the world. But after their passing, 
the gospel continues to spread. There are others such as evangelists, preachers. And we think often of those who proclaim from the pulpit. Maybe those who go to foreign countries and different places preaching the gospel to other people. Those are evangelists. And some pastors such as the elders that we have here. We have elders within our congregations that lead us, that, that help to guide us in our understanding of the Word. And some teachers, you know, sometimes when we look at, at preachers, we think that they're the only ones that can proclaim the gospel, and that's not the case. We can look at this and we can see basically everyone within the church represented in some way or another. Because we all teach, we all preach something. I've heard it said that even if you don't want to be a preacher, you preach something by your actions. Well, Kurt mentioned in the Bible class knowing of somebody that they met and, and, and found out five minutes later that, that they were a Christian. They could tell because they were preaching something, right? We all preach something. And I hope that, that we're preaching Christianity in our example, in our lives. Even if you're not the most eloquent speaker, it doesn't matter because we all are preachers and teachers within the church. We all have responsibilities to some degree. And for this purpose, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body, the building up of the body of Christ. That's our purpose. The apostles were not the only ones that were given responsibility to the Lord's church. In absence of the apostles today, all Christians... All Christians are to carry out the commission given to them. We read of several instances where Jesus was speaking to Christians, to disciples, to those who would follow Him. In the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, Matthew 5, verse 13, says, You are the salt of of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. <clears throat> Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We see within the pages of the Scriptures the ministry and message of all Christians. We have the message of reconciliation. <clears throat> Second Corinthians chapter 5 beginning with verse 18 and reading through verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 18. Now all things are of God, 
who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We have a ministry of reconciliation. Of reconciling people to God. Those who are wayward, we strive to bring them back to repentance, to rededicate their lives to His service. For those who are lost, we, we try to teach them salvation, what they need to do to be saved from their sin. But we reconcile them to God. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Within these pages of Scripture, as we look at our ministry and the message of all Christians, we also see that we need to be ready to defend the gospel. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense or an answer to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. Colossians chapter 4 verses 5 and 6 Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one. And finally, we are commissioned. We are called to be a special people. Peculiar people, if you will, but in a good way. We are to be different than the world around us. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. But you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. His own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. We're to be different. We're to be special. We are commissioned to be the chosen generation that is mentioned in this passage. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special 
people. We are to be set apart from the world so that we can be like Christ. We are to proclaim the praises of Him who called us out of darkness. He called us out of the darkness that we once lived in and into His marvelous light. There was a time where we were without mercy. But now we have obtained mercy through our obedience to the gospel. And we as Christians have been commit, commissioned to spread that gospel throughout the world. Now, going back to the verses that we've been meditating on over the last couple of weeks. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Just as Jesus spoke to the eleven disciples and gave them this message, they have extended this message to us. They have taught those things that, that we need to observe and, and keep so that we can know them so that we can obey them and so that we can teach them to other people this is your commission too this is our commission as Christians this is what Jesus is telling you that you need to do you go you preach the gospel to all nations you baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Are you fulfilling what you've been commissioned to do? Are you a faithful child of God? Maybe it is that you're not a Christian and you need to obey the gospel. Maybe you know what you need to do. You just haven't done it. And if that's the case, if you need to come today to come in obedience, repenting, confessing Christ, being baptized for the remission of your sins, I'd be glad to help you in that need. Maybe it is that you're not a faithful Christian. Maybe you need to come back. Rededicate your life to Him. Ask for prayers on behalf of the church. Ask for forgiveness for something that you've done. It's a shame to church. But if you have any need whatsoever, we offer you the Lord's invitation. If you are in need of responding 
Please come as we stand, as we sing.